Trauma is a huge part of why people get stuck in this repetitively and go back. It's us trying to fix our problems on our own. Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news. It is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day, and some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. You are hearing stories from people whose lives have been interrupted. And yet, they're using their stories to help others. Have you ever thought of using your story to help others by writing a book or creating a podcast? Well, then you're in the right place. Go to www.coachlaurie.com for all the details. Her website is Hookers for Jesus. Her podcast is The Pink Chair. And her book is Fallen Out of the Sex Industry into the Arms of the Savior. Welcome, Annie Lobert. Hi, Lori. How are you? Oh, I'm so glad that you were willing to come on this show. We always start with what your life is like now, what you're doing, your ministry. Should we just hit the road running and you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, I wonder what people think right now because they're thinking, what is this girl doing with this, the pink? What's the pink? What? What is that? Is that a psychology (laughs) room or something? And then the name of the ministry, let's talk about that. Hookers for Jesus. Yes, I said it, hookers for Jesus. And it means fishing for people that are drowning in the dark waters of trafficking. That is that hook right there. It was actually invented many years ago when I first started doing outreach on the Las Vegas Strip. In 2004, uh, the name just came to me when I was driving my car away from church because I got arrested 25 times, Lori, for loitering and for prostitution on the Las Vegas Strip, not walking as someone like a street walker, but I was actually walking in and out of the casino hotel rooms, going on calls with the escort service that sent me there. That basically was a service that men can call. They still have them. You get a girl to your room in 20 minutes, and it's legal here to order a stripper to your room. Wow. So That's how they got me to go inside those rooms. But not only that, you could get money above and beyond the agency fee. And then that's when you would solicit the buyer for extras, so to speak. And you already know what that is because when a man and a woman's by themselves, we know what extras are. Basically, I was being sold for sex. And guess what? I was independent in the very beginning. I was a teenager. I'm from Minnesota. You can hear it now because I said it, Minnesota. I left Minnesota to go move to Las Vegas with my boyfriend. And you know, my boyfriend was someone that I trusted with all my heart and my soul. But the first night that we were here that I worked, he beat me into submission and said, I'm your pimp. And then fill in the blank, whatever swear word name you can use in the book, he called me and beat me down for probably about 30 minutes. The next thing I knew, I'm waking up in this dark room and he's got me locked in there. My girlfriend, she's in the back of her house screaming, call the cops, call the cops. But my hemp, which was my boyfriend earlier, turned into a monster. And believe it or not, some people say, well, Annie, why didn't you just call the police? First of all, there was no phone. He took my phone from me. Second of all, back then, cell phones weren't the way they are now. They were probably as big as a Kleenex box, a large Kleenex box. (laughs) 
<laughs> he took that and my beeper. Back then I had a pager that would page me to call people back. My identification. So I had no way to escape where I was. He fixed my wounds with the Neosporin ice, some hot and cold washcloths. The blood was everywhere. But he took me to a motel for the next three weeks so I could heal. Wouldn't let me leave. Watched me like a hawk. And then I was back on the beat going on calls on the Las Vegas Strip. Anyone ever visits Las Vegas and you go down Las Vegas Boulevard, you will see the decadence and the beauty of the lights and the smells and the music and the shows and the people. And you will think, what is going on here? This looks like a wonderful place. In fact, most cities have tried to copy Las Vegas and there's nicknames for other places like in Dubai, it's called the Vegas of the Middle East, right? People have copied our decadent, fun, exciting adult lifestyle. So on the outward appearance, I look like a girl that was having a great time, nice clothes, beautiful car, a nice place to live. But behind the secret scenes, Annie Lobert a.k.a. Fallon, Fallon York, that was my working name, was being sex trafficked as a high-class call girl. And can I tell you, I didn't keep any of the money. The money went to the escort service, the concierge at the casinos, and my pimp. That's it. Three-way split, sometimes a four-way split. Yes, I thought always that I would eventually get out and graduate from this lifestyle and, you know, become a millionaire, billionaire, whatever you want to say, have land ownership, housing, my own business, because that's what my pimp told me we would do with the money. He held a golden carrot in front of me and made me jump over cliff to cliff to cliff. And every single time I thought I was about to get out, he set the ball higher and it went higher. Eventually I did get away from him. And that was a horrid escape, by the way, because he kidnapped me back. Then I went back on my own, believe it or not, because domestic violence mixed with trafficking is one heck of a mess. I don't even want to tell you how horrible that is, but my mind was so brainwashed. I had a very, very hard childhood. So I had sexual abuse in my background. Most victims of trafficking, I would say 98% that I've seen in my observance of helping victims the past 20 years and survivors, almost 100% have a sexual history background of abuse. Horrible upbringing in their family. Many of them, not all of them, but many of them. I left and got with another guy that was just as abusive. Didn't think he was a pimp. He was working at a show. He was very famous on the strip. Five more years of hell. 11 years into the game, they call it. I overdosed on August 2nd, 2003, and the rest is history. After I healed from that, which was very hard, by the way, it wasn't an easy road, and I'm still healing. And they say trauma lasts until we die. And just so does most things that have happened to us, but we learn how to cope. We learn how to function, and actually, we can take it as a tool and use it against the enemy to now help others. And so that's what I've done with our organization. I started bringing women off the street, off the calls, away from their traffickers, their pimps, into hotels, into my own beautiful house. And then I finally got our own house called Destiny House in 2007. And I have another house now called Dream House for graduates of Destiny House. And the property that we have is, it's a newer one, the one that we're on right now. It's very large. Our offices are there. We do everything there. Clients come with us and they stay in our program. Our program is now four years they can live with us. Minimum. Most ladies choose the long option. Some though, 
aren't ready all the way. They come with us for two days, two weeks, two months, and then they leave. And then they go right back to their traffickers. And then all of a sudden we get a call like two years later or a year later. Hey, can I come back? And of course we tell them, yes, you're welcome back here. That's what we do at our agency. We have safe houses and I am the first CEO survivor founded, survivor led agency in United States. Like we were doing this before it was cool, trendy. So I have a lot to brag about, but in a very humble way, because I'm going to tell you something every single day that I do this work, it is very humbling. And I learned something not only about myself, about the people we serve, but I learn about humanity and how if everyone understood what this really was, everyone would get on board to fix it and make it go away because it's a sincere, Lori, a breakdown of our family and the family nuclear structure. When the father and mother are there and there's abuse going on and the kids are getting abused, traumatized, then the family breaks up, whatever happens to it, or if the one single parent happens. I mean, it's very difficult in this world to raise a child uh, without both parents. Any type of abuse that happens inside the nuclear family or a broken up family is the reason why us girls and boys go, if we ever get into this lifestyle, get pulled in. It's because we're lonely. We feel like no one loves us. There's low self-esteem. There is that abuse in the background of thinking that no one will ever love us because, hey, why would someone sexually abuse us? We must have caused it ourselves. We blame ourselves. There's a lot of guilt, shame, fear that we live on constantly. For us to be strong and find the right relationship is oftentimes Super difficult. And you say on your webpage, in the first 48 hours of a teenager running away, one third have the propensity to get sex trafficked. And now we know that it's happening before they even run away because of social media. Of course. I mean, ever since, you know, the big C word, even before that, but the internet, the phone, oh, these kids and their phones, mom, can I get a phone? They're 10 years old. Mom, can I get a phone? Eight years old. Mom, can I get a phone? They're five years old. Every time you lay that phone in that child's hand, you cannot protect them. I'm sorry to say this. There's no, I mean, there's apps you can use to block websites, but then that gets intermingled with their game website so then they complain to you mom can you take these controls off here dad can you take these controls off here all of a sudden you've got porn on there you've got these predators like that's what i call them they're predators they reach out to these kids saying oh are your mom and dad treating you right are you good they act like a friend all of a sudden you're talking to your child and now your child saying hey can i go over to Susie's house to sleep you know she's 13 14 you think she's being responsible but in all reality she's meeting up with some person she's never met at Starbucks or the gym or Target or Walmart or wherever it is. And then you'll never get that relationship back. But because once that child is embraced into that lifestyle or that relationship, and it doesn't always start trafficking right away. They don't get trafficked right away very often. They just get that friendship going, the feeling of being wanted, needed, and loved. And the gifts start pouring in. Pretty soon, the trafficker will turn on the victim. And now they tell them, you owe me money. Yeah. And if you don't do what I say, I'm going to send this picture of you and I having sex to your mom or whatever happened. Because they exploit you. They frame you. They blackmail you. They use whatever tools they can against you. Mine used my family. I know where your family lives. I know how to tell your mother and father what you're doing. And like that just for me, that stopped me from telling on him. And going to the police. like, And then also he used the police against me. He would say, well, you know, you're breaking the law. So 
if you go to the police, you're just going to go to jail. And so, of course, I believe that. You believe what they say because you're naive. I mean, my trafficker was seven, eight years older than me. Now, a lot of the traffickers are that age and older, 10, 20, 30 years older than their victims because they have this whole system worked out and planned out. They talk about it in jail, by the way, between each other, all the pimps, like they plan all these different ways to treat their victims. Like, oh, this is how you check her in front of the other pimps. This is how you slap her up. This is how you get her to do what you want. And then you have to put the ice in the bathtub and then throw her in there and tell her if she doesn't do what you say, you're going to leave her in there for five hours. I mean, all these crazy things can happen. This world is dark. It's literally like the enemy has crossed the lines from hell into our kingdom. And now he's prowling, just like it says, like a thief in the night coming to get our kids. Most ladies we serve, this started in childhood and now they're 18. They've aged out of the system. No one else wants to help them. And here we are lending them a helping hand, trying to help them get back on to the life they originally were given by God. I can't say by their parents because a lot of the parents are part of the problem, unfortunately. Yeah. That's sad, isn't it? It is. And on your webpage, you have statistics and this blew me away um, because I work with ladies coming out of homelessness. And of course they think their boyfriend, they think their pimp is their boyfriend. They, and of we course. try to tell them and they're like, Oh no, no, you don't understand. But your webpage says one percent escape. Yeah. That's terrifying, Annie. And look at you. You got out and like you say, people go, why don't they just leave? They have no idea. <laughs> Brainwashing and the threatening. No, no, no. Exactly. And you know what? I don't know if that status changed. I would love to hear someone say 1.5% escape, 2%, maybe, just maybe, because that's that's been there for about probably 10 years now that maybe it's gone up a little. I'm hoping that we're making a dent. But listen, our population's going out of control in our world. They claim we're going to outdo ourselves in the next 50, 100 years and there will be no food left and no this and no that. So here's the problem, that the more people that are born, the more possibility that they're going to be trafficked. And listen, let's not just talk about sex trafficking. I was labor trafficked too. A lot of people don't even know what that looks like, but... It's when you're not in any time you're not in control of your money or you're not able to leave this person that you're with and you have no identification. You're working for free. They're telling you, well, I'm giving you a place to stay. Look, you get the good food in your mouth. What are you complaining about? And you're just going, oh, okay. I mean, and then the person will say to you, well, you used to be a whore, so you should just deal with this. You're lucky that I even took you in. And then you sit there like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. And you're thinking, oh, I, I can't do anything else. This person knows my past. So now you're stuck. Coach Lori here. I am not anti-aging. I am all about aging gracefully. Did you know we stopped making collagen at a certain age? And did you know powdered collagen has to go through your whole digestive system? So I am a big fan of Glow Liquid Collagen. It helps me age gracefully, inside and out. To order, check the link below. By the way, if you order two at the same time, free shipping. Or if you would like to be an affiliate, make a little extra cash, click the affiliate link. They're telling you, well, I'm giving you a place to stay. Look, you get the good food in your mouth. What are you complaining about? And you're just going, oh, okay. I mean, and then the person will say to you, well, you used to be a whore, so you should just deal with this. You're lucky that I even took you in. And then you sit there like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. And you're thinking, oh, I, I can't do anything else. This person knows my past. So now you're stuck. 
not able to get out of that rut, which is labor trafficking now, but then you're also doing sexual service. So is it labor trafficking? Labor trafficking mixed with sex trafficking. So yeah, it's a deep, dark hole that is so slippery. I liken it to not even quicksand, but like a dark hole that is slippery, like on the outside and smooth where there's like a grab, kind of like a, you know, when you put oil in a car and you use that cylinder thing, it's like on the edge, you're walking on the edge of that and it's slippery and smooth. But once you step in on the edge and you start losing your footing, you start going down that cylinder path and then you're sucked in and there's no way to get out of it. There's no way. You have to literally have someone pull you out of the oil pull you out of the muck and the mire and the quicksand. Now, rock bottom is what happened to me. Jesus met me on that rock bottom path. And I'm going to tell you, if it wasn't for God intervening in me, surrendering my life, I don't think I would be who I am today. A champion, a leader, a CEO, someone that can give hope to those who are trapped and lost and don't know where to go. I know where to take them. And we're not the only safe house now, which is great. A lot of people got inspired to set up their own safe houses. I taught a bunch of people in the beginning how to open up safe houses. I would say 10 to 30 people, private teachings for them to open up safe houses. So obviously I think it's spread. And then a lot of other people tried to figure it out on their own and then came to us for advice because we all know that <laughs> nobody knows how to do something if you just start by scratch. It's kind of like me asking you, Lori, oh, here, make this pie. You got all the ingredients, but you don't know where to start. Like, where do I put the eggs? Where do I put the flour? What do I do with this pan? Or what do I, you need the right ingredients, but you also need the directions. Well, and you have the lived experience. Yes. I see this a lot. People will start a nonprofit. They have this big idea, but they don't understand. And one thing that one of the first things when you were talking that just almost made me cry was when you said women will come for two weeks, two days and leave. And then they come back is, is that you totally understand that there's no judgment. There's no shame. And, you know, they've been used to shame as a weapon. And I know when I um, was running the day center for women, they would go away. They knew they got back into their bad stuff and they'd come in. And we'd be like, we love you. We'd open our arms. So many people in the service industry, they feel like I helped you. Now, why didn't you? You know, they have no idea no, the brainwashing. Someone needs to communicate to these people to knock it off. I think also the church has done such a disservice with this shame-based mentality to shame you. Oh, well, look what you did. You're an addict. Look what you did. This is your sin. This is the result. Not realizing that although most of the trafficking victims are sinned against first, see, it's a child. So how does a child understand what's happening to them? Then the child turns into, and of course we're born into it, but they turn into someone that is like, well, this is all I know how to do. So I might as well just do this now. And now they're becoming people that are selling themselves. And because they don't have any other way to make a living, like they just don't know how to eat or stay by themselves. Like, so then they hook up with another person that's controlling them because they just don't have any direction. And it's really, really, really sad. Trauma is a huge part of why people get stuck in this repetitively and go back. It's us trying to fix our problems on our own, but we don't see the solution because we go back to what is familiar and what is safe that we believe is safe, that all that we know we're, we're familiar with. It's kind of like you're going into a cave system and you know where to take a right or left. There's a tiny bit of light over there just to show you where your feet are, but you know the way in and out of that place. That's how getting sucked into trafficking is like. It's like you know the system. Mm -hmm. You know it. 
And so it's familiar and it's not safe, but it feels, oh, I know this. I can handle this. I can do this. One day I'll get out. I'll save enough money. One day I'll get away from this trafficker. One day this. You keep telling yourself, one day, one day this, but it doesn't happen like that. You get sucked in and then all of a sudden you wake up and it's 10 years later, five years later. And most girls can't say that because they get murdered. It's the most dangerous job in the world being a person that is in the sex industry. I don't like to say sex worker. I don't like to say prostitute because these are victims to me. These are not people that even really had a choice. They were, I I like to say that prostitution chose them. Trafficking chose them because of their circumstance, because of the bad family trauma, childhood trauma, because of the, obviously the no money, poverty. It chose them not able to go to school, college, regular job training, like it costs money and they can't go. So what do they do? They start selling themselves. Really good example is what we just all went through the past couple of years. The big C. A lot of people in the sex industry were created during that time frame on yes, only fans, Pornhub, all that. They created a site that they could go to, to show their body, to get paid so they could pay their bills. Now, many of those people became victims. Now they have traffickers taking all their money, telling them to go post here, post there, and I'll go on this call. With only fans, it eventually leads to meeting someone in person, and it leads to being trafficked. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> eventually going to lead to another level because you can never get enough of the money. It sucks you in and the attention yet you get. You build a social media following. Now everyone's worshiping you. How do you get out of that? How do you tell someone, I don't want to do this anymore? Everyone's waiting for you to give them what they want. And you've amassed like a million or two million or three million followers. Dangerous. I don't know what I would have done if I was working in the sex industry right now at the age I was back then when I was 18, 19 years old. I would probably have 5 million, 10, 10 million followers right now because I'm cute. I'm not ugly, especially back then. Wow. I just can't imagine the temptation of myself to be stuck in the game and then having someone abuse me and take all my money. You bring up such a good point about people looking for attention and love. And what we know statistic wise is children who are sexually abused as children, on the average, it takes 26 years for them to tell whether they try to tell and they're not believed or they're shamed, whatever reason. And so that makes so much sense. They're carrying this huge burden. I was thinking reading your book was just amazing. And I remember you saying what a burden doing all this. You thought I'm protecting my family. I have to keep doing this because I'm actually protecting my family because you had seen what they were capable of. And they had threatened you. The mind games and the, um, I am just so proud of you and the work you're doing. I know that our time is about up. Tell us about your pink chair. It's a podcast and yeah, it's a television show. It's a place where I bring people on to invite them into the presence of love and inspire them to do better in their life, but also ignite passion in their heart to do something to change the world. Basically, I love to in- interview people that are normal, that have done something extraordinary with their lives, that have come from some place of darkness, and now they're living in a place of light and power and fulfillment and success. And of course, I interview rock stars too, and people that are famous, but I really enjoy doing it. I'm really good at asking people questions and pulling out the gold inside their heart for the whole world to see it. So that's 
on every Sunday at eight o'clock on Dish and Direct TV. It's, it's called Annie's Pink Chair and it's on the CTN network. And also if they don't want to watch the television part of it, they can go to our podcast on Apple. Spotify. If you're interested, just look up Annie's Pink Chair. You'll find it. Click on it. Come listen. Learn because I love to learn. I like to bring people on to share their best and worst life experiences. And that way you can learn from it. Advice is always the best thing and wisdom walked out is the best thing. Mm -hmm. So if I can help people now with that as a platform and also survivors, I bring survivors on there as well that have came out of it that are transitioning out, that are working on transitioning out. So all types of different survivors come on our show. Yeah, and I love pink. I can tell yeah. by what you're wearing. Annie, yeah. thank you so much. I want to be respectful Welcome. of your time. Before we go, your website is hookersforjesus.net, like fishnet. Pinkchair.org, because pink. we're transitioning into that name. It's a nonprofit too, by the way. Work off donations. What do you really want people to know? I want people to know trafficking is not just overseas. It's in our very own backyards. And if we are people of value and people that say we love each other, let's do it in our own communities. Come on the train and help us. Open your eyes, even locally or in your own town. Look around for nonprofits that are doing this work. Call us. We'll help you vet them. And then, you know, let's do this together. Bring it all together and we can be a family and help this world be a better place. I love it. Love you, Lori. Bye. Bye. Do you have brain fog? Are you exhausted all the time? Do you struggle with depression? How about cravings? Imagine an enzyme that turns sugar into fiber. For a link to order your bottle, email me at lawcoach at comcast.net. That's L-A-C-O-A-C-H at Comcast.net. Three things we learned from Annie. People that are being trafficked want to get out and they try to get out, but it's not easy. Many people that end up trafficked is because they have childhood trauma. And this is not an overseas problem, but it's in our own backyard. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.